0: If you do live in the North York area and are looking for a local church, we invite you to visit us at one of our Sunday morning gatherings to discern if this is the church God is leading you to. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are a way maker, Lord, that we can stand here and sing about the way you have made a way for us to have life. God, we give you praise for your goodness, your your mercy. Lord, this is a day that we get to rejoice. This is a day you have made. I pray, Lord, for those who are struggling to rejoice, that you would help them, that you would pull them out of that by reminding them of your goodness, Lord God, to us. And for those, Lord God, whose hearts are filled with joy, will you fill us up even more as we look at the word? And hear from you and hear what you have done. God, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you have not left us with a word, that we can sit under it now. I pray that our hearts would be rejoicing in it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a couple things I've always wanted to happen, and um, one of them is this, that people are sitting behind me as I preach. Yeah, I grew up in a church. All right. (laughs) I grew up in a church where everybody used to sit behind the the pastor. So finally, I'm checking all kinds of boxes um, at our our church. The title of the message today is, Give Thanks. God has done a marvelous thing. Hey, parents, don't worry about the babies. We love life in our church. Let them lift their voices, all right? Give thanks. God has done a marvelous thing. And we're looking at Psalm 18. Psalm 18. In Psalm 18, verse 15 says, there are shouts of joy and victory in the tents of the righteous. The people of God are making noise. Shouts of joy. The Lord's right hand performs valiantly. The Lord's right hand is raised. The Lord's right hand performs valiantly. And so again, you see in the text, the people of God are celebrating. Two times it tells us the Lord's right hand performs valiantly. Now, anytime you see the the phrase, the right hand of God, it's talking about the power of God. And so the people of God are celebrating because God has done something powerful in their midst. Look at verse 17. It says, I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord disciplined me severely, but did not give me over to death. See, the psalmist who wrote this died. The Israelites who sung this song died, but the king that it points to lives. Let me say it again. The psalmist who wrote it died. Come on, Tommy. The Israelites who sung this died, but the the king it points to lives. Amen. Amen. Jesus is alive. That's who it's talking to. He is the one who was disciplined when he was on the cross, yes, in our place. But he is the one who ultimately, that the Lord did not give over to death. That's why in Luke 24, when the women show up at the tomb, the angel looks at them and says, what are you doing? Looking for the living among the dead. Since says, Jesus has arisen. The powerful thing God has done is that he has raised Jesus to life. The way he delivered the Israelites from the Red Sea, he delivered his son and our Savior from death. And you know what this means? It means that your faith is not in vain. Shayon kept saying this on Good Friday. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. The things that you do for God matter. The songs that we just sung matter. You keeping the faith matters. It is not in vain. There's a reward coming. And here's the thing. We got to remind each other of this. When we're down, when we're discouraged, when we're feeling a little defeated, those things happen in life. We need to look at each other and say, keep the faith, it is not in vain. We need to live now for the glory of God. It says everything you do, let everything in your work, your friendships, your health, your personal growth, your words, all for the glory of God, your parenting, your dating, your singleness, in your marriage, all those things we do now for the glory of God, none of it is in vain. We support missionaries who are working to make disciples. We commit to local church and become a member and participate in it, love the people in it, and let them love you, not in vain. We serve the local community and our church family that God has placed us in. Why? So we can be a bright light to the neighborhood. So we can be a healthy witness to the people who need to know Jesus Christ. We resist the culture's pressure to compromise on our faith. Hold on. That is, a, that is a real pressure that all of us face. Just compromise here, just, just in this one little spot. Just be, just be politically correct enough so that we let you into the thing. No, we resist. We stand on the promises of God. We stand on the word of God. We hold strongly to our convictions. It's not in vain. And this last one, we pray and we fast for the king to come. Because when he comes, like I said before, everything will be right and everything will work right, right? All right. Lift those hands. Don't be afraid. We'll work right. Verse 22 says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This last one, God raised Jesus to prominence. God raised Jesus to prominence. This, This verse applies first. To the Israelites, they were rejected by the nations around them, but it's also a prophetic verse about Jesus Christ. Acts 4 verse 11 says, this Jesus, the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone, watch this, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by people by which we must be saved. The Bible tells you of the importance, the prominence of Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can save. The builders here, this, this, this reference, this name, is talking about the, the political and religious leaders in Israel. And they looked at Jesus and they're like, you're not enough for us. You're not the right guy. They rejected the only one who can save. That's why it says there is salvation in no one else. We give thanks for activists. There's celebrities who are doing decent things. There's t- there are scientists. There's technological giants who are, who are making our lives better in certain ways. But here's what I want you to know. They cannot save us. Even if they get us off this rock, which they can't. They cannot save. The only one who can save us, the only one who can give us eternal life, the only one who you should put all your eggs in his basket is Jesus Christ. Nobody can hold you up like him. And no one will sacrifice like him the way he has for you and for me. See, after the humiliation of Jesus Christ, he experienced vindication. That's his resurrection. And then he experienced exaltation. The Bible says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. You know what that tells you? When somebody is seated, it tells you that the work is done. That your future is secure. This text talks to the non-Christian and the Christian. This text says to the non-Christian, do not be like the builders. Do not be like those people who looked at Jesus, who saw him and chose the wrong way, who chose to reject him. The text says to you, do not reject Jesus if you're outside of Christ. It says to you, embrace Jesus Christ. Welcome him into your life. Because here's the thing. When you do that, there's something you can say. When 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 you have Jesus, you can say something. Look at verse 14. I'm not making it up. It says, the Lord is my strength and my song he has become my salvation when you trust in Christ you get God that's what this is what this tells the believer you have God God is the gospel when you trust in Jesus Christ you get God oh Hey, we are a talking family, okay? When you trust in Jesus Christ, you get God. You have God. He is your strength in life. Life can get hard, but you can depend on God. He is and has put a song in your heart. The reason why you can sing is because God's given you a a new heart. And he's given you the breath in your lungs to lift your voice to him. He's put that song in you. And so you lift it up. He is our savior. This text tells you your future is secure. That you have a beautiful inheritance coming to you. And so here's a couple things. Here's some things that we should do in response of this beautiful inheritance. Talk And sing about God's faithfulness. Look at verse 1. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let Israel say his faithful love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his faithful love endures forever. I think you're getting the point. Let those who fear the Lord say, his faithful love endures forever. Sing and talk about the faithfulness of God to you. Don't hide the thing. Let people know. Here's this other one. Remember that God is for you, so there's no need to fear man. Look at verse 5. It says, I called to the Lord in distress. There's a time where we were all in distress. You were being beaten up and battered by sin. And you said, God, rescue me. And he came to your aid. I called to the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me. He put me in a spacious place. Watch this. The Lord is for me. You should put that somewhere in your house, in your whip, whatever it is. Just right in front of you. The Lord is for me. Watch this. I will not be afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? Nothing. See, this culture is a hostile culture. And people may come at you for your faith. You may lose your life for your faith. You may lose your freedom for your faith. You may lose your job for your faith. And we need to be prepared for those kinds of things and come alongside each other and support one another. Those things can happen. But a mere mortal cannot change God's love for you. And they cannot change the future God has promised you. Nothing they can do because the Lord is our helper, verse 7 says, therefore, I will look in triumph on those who hate me. Number three, continue to trust the Lord who is our helper. It says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humanity. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in nobles. The Bible tells you trust in God alone. People die. Influential people come and go. But God stays the same every single day. And so you trust in the one who is unchanging, who looks at you and says, I have loved you with an everlasting, unchanging love. Put your hope in there alone. Here's this other one. Rest secure because one day we will walk through the gates of righteousness. Look at verse 19. It says, open the gates of righteousness for me. I will enter through them. This, Jesus makes this prayer. He says, open the gates of righteousness. And then God did because of his righteous life and give thanks to the Lord. It says, this is the Lord's gate. The righteous, that is you, not because of your righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Christ. Because you're in Christ. What does it say? It says, you will enter through it. That's heaven. I talk about this all the time in our church because it's important. You are going to make it home. Again, not because of your righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Christ. There is a day coming where you are going to walk through the gates of righteousness into the presence of God, and it's going to be joy forevermore. That's what you're headed for. Pray for God's final deliverance. Look at verse 25. It says, Lord, save us. Lord, please grant us success. He who comes in the name of the Lord is Blessed. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. Lifting our voice. This is what this is that praying for your final deliverance. The Bible says theologically that you are saved. That you are being saved. And that you will be saved. You're in Christ. You're being sanctified. There's a day coming where you will be glorified. That means the body is going to work right. I'm going to have two knees that are good. Right? I tell you all the time. I'm asked the first thing when I see Jesus is I'm asking for my hair back. It's going to be right. It's going to work right. I'm going to get to go to the barber in heaven. you got a future. It's beautiful. Last one. Give thanks and praise to God for the worship that he deserves. Look at verse 21. It says, I will give thanks to you because you have answered me and become. Here it is again. My salvation. You have the Lord. Verse 28. You are my God. Look at this. And I will give you thanks. You are, watch it again, my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. This is a weekend that should remind you of the love of God, his faithfulness to you, that we walked away from God, but that he didn't turn his back on us. He turned his face towards us. He sent his son to live, to die, to rise and secure your future and give you hope. And so we say, "This is the Lord, the day that the Lord has made." Stand with me. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that this is the day. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Come on. This is the day that the Lord. has made. made. Let us rejoice rejoice. and be glad in it. it. God, we thank you that you have made a good day. Lord, I pray that our hearts would truly rejoice, that we would not just sing these next few songs just because that's what we're supposed to do next. But God, we would lift our voice because we truly believe in your goodness, your kindness, that we... We truly believe that you have been good to us. God, help us to trust in you alone. You are the only one, Father, who can save. And I pray, Lord God, that we would rest secure in the reality that our future is secure. Lord, that you are good. You have been good to us. Help us to sing your praise and to give you the thanks now that you deserve. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For more resources or information about Hope Church, visit hopetorontonorth.com.